Today on the newscast, we're on the trail of a Jerusalem archaeological mystery and the very place which may have been King David's personal prayer altar. That's next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast and welcome back to Dallas. I'm here in the Big D hosting our TBN Centerpoint program tonight. September 9th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, if you haven't watched Centerpoint yet, you need to check it out. Hard-hitting news content every night, Monday through Friday, for such a time as this. Be sure to check out Centerpoint on TBN. In the meantime, today, we're going to get into a little bit of one of my favorite subjects, biblical archaeology, in particular, a great Jerusalem archaeological mystery. I don't want to give too much away, but right now we are heading to the city of David, one of my favorite places in Jerusalem, with one of my favorite people, Zev Orenstein. We're going beneath the city of David to get to the bottom of this Jerusalem archaeological mystery that has a link to none other than King David. Take a look. Well, Zev, we are back here with you in the city of David, ancient Jerusalem, yet again at another amazing place. Where are we standing right now? We're standing not far from the Gihon Spring, the life source of ancient Jerusalem. And the question is, well, we're in an area that has a number of structures, a number of rooms. Yeah. And the big question is, well, when is it from? And the answer is we don't really know. Because what you can see here is you can see the chisel marks cut into the rock. Mm -hmm. That this area was not actually built. This, each room here that we see was carved into the stone behind us. So while we don't know when this area first came into use, what we do know is when it stopped being used. And that is during the time of King Hezekiah some 2,700 years ago. Wow, first temple period, Old Testament, That's way right. back. Right, mid-first temple period. And perhaps that understanding will give us a clue into what this area really is. Wow, and this area, again, was in use close to 3,000 years ago. That's right, maybe. And perhaps that will also give a clue as to who may have been here and what they were doing here. And just to give a little bit of context, we are on the eastern slope of the city of David, cut into the mountainside of ancient Jerusalem. What do you think this area is? You know, this is kind of low to the ground, Zev, but I would think that water or something ran down from it, ran down into that channel. So most likely not water, perhaps blood. Perhaps archeologists believe that this raised platform here could have been a sacrificial altar. You could imagine some sheep or something laying prostrate over here. And after it's slaughtered by the priest, the blood running off through this channel. Makes a lot of sense. So wow, the sacrifice right here on the altar. That's right. And again, the question is, well, how does this fit into the bigger part of where we are? Yeah, because this is one room among a few rooms, That's as right. you said, Zev. So each room is going to provide a little bit of the clues to try and explain where we are. A very interesting start, mysterious start. Take us to the next room, Zev. Let's, Let's go. go. 
the beam here was most likely part of some type of grinding stone that would have gone around the perimeter here, crushing something that would end up collected in the bowl in the center. Okay. Most likely, we're talking about an olive press. Olive oil. That's right. Right? So we have over here olive oil. Mm -hmm. We came from the sacrificial altar. Yeah. Now we know from the Bible, aside from animal sacrifices, there's also oil libations, right? So two types of sacrificial mm -hmm. elements coming together here. In the same space. That's right. Right next to each other. That's right. Perhaps those two together are beginning to give a certain flavor to yeah. what this area may have been used for. Yeah, Zev, we're starting to get a picture of this nearly 3,000-year-old area from Old Testament times, but this is only the beginning. Let's go to the next room and further unravel this mystery. That's right. Let's do it. Zev, we saw where the olive oil was made. We saw what was likely an altar where animals were sacrificed nearly 3,000 years ago. But now in this third room, the mystery really deepens. Tell us about where we are right now. So the way it works in archaeology is when you find something that just doesn't seem to make sense, you say, where have we seen this before? And you say, well, what was it used for there? Maybe it can shed some light onto what it is used for here. The problem is, what we have in this room here hasn't been seen before. When archaeologists discovered this a couple of years ago, we post pictures of this online and tens of thousands of responses come in. The number one answer was supernatural, Stonehenge, crop circles. Exactly. But let's kind of leave that for the sci-fi, yeah. right? What are these markings? Perhaps, perhaps maybe some type of table would have stood here, the legs would have gone into the grooves. Behind you, there is a circle, a ring, where perhaps an animal would have been tied up, uh, that maybe after the animal was sacrificed, they put it up on some type of rack over here, maybe skinned it, who knows? Makes sense, look, the altar was right next to Zeb, that room where the animals were sacrificed that we just saw. That's right, so this likely somehow fits into the story of the bigger purpose of this area. It's a mystery, as you said, Zev, but in our next and final room, we're kind of going to tie it all together, That's right? right? That's right. Lead the way, my friend. Let's go. What we have over here, we came from the olive press room. We came from the sacrificial altar. But there's another kind of altar. An altar that is not used with animals, but is used for another kind of worship. And that's what we're going to see over here. What we have over here is what you would call in Hebrew a matzevah, or a prayer altar. We know that the Bible tells us, we're talking about the book of Samuel, 2 Samuel, David conquers Jerusalem. And he's now living comfortably in his capital city. And he says, wait a minute, how could it be that I'm living in a house of stone? And yet God's presence, the Ark of the Covenant, which he had brought up to Jerusalem with him, how could it be that God, his presence, is living in a, a house of cloth, a tent? And he says, I want to build the temple for God on the Temple Mount, Mount Moriah. But God comes to him and says, David, I, I appreciate the thought. I'm touched. But 
you will not be the one who will build it, but your son Solomon. He will be the one I will have an everlasting covenant with you. And now, David, what is he going to do? In the meantime, he's not going to be the one to build the temple. But in the meantime, you have the Ark of the Covenant. What are you going to do with it? Perhaps. Archaeologists believe, perhaps. This whole area where we're standing right now, this became the ritual worship area for King David himself. King David's private prayer space. That's right. The olive oil for the, for the, for the oil libations, the animal sacrifices on the altar, and here we have this prayer altar over here. And perhaps somewhere in this vicinity of where we're standing, perhaps was the Ark of the Covenant until it was moved into the temple itself. When King David used this prayer altar, this was before that biblical That's mandate right. that you must be at the temple. Right, there was no temple There was yet. no temple yet. Right. So King David was in, in accordance with God That's and with right. the law. That's right. And so now Hezekiah, he has this dilemma. We got to get rid of all the private worship, but on the other hand, if this was King David's prayer area, his worship area, I don't want to be the one to destroy it. And so what does he do? He finds that perhaps Solomonic wisdom, the balance in the middle, and he says, you know what? I'm not going to destroy it, but I'm going to ensure that nobody ever uses it ever again. Covers it up, buries it under tons and tons of earth that archaeologists understand this stopped being used during the time of King Hezekiah. So we are standing in a place where this could very well have been, some 3,000 years ago, the very ritual worship area of King David himself. And Zev, to think that King David, this might have been the spot where God Almighty laid some of those beautiful psalms on his heart, on his mind. David put them onto paper for all of us to draw from today. Amazing. Zev, thank you so much. It was My great. My pleasure.